Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Coming up on 904, your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And we head now to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Scott Miller, the uh, lead MLB columnist for Bleacher Report, joins us on 101 ESPN. Of course, he wrote that book, 90% Mental, a couple of years ago with uh, the former Cardinal Bob Tewksbury. That's a great read. Scott, thanks so much for joining us this morning on Trade Deadline Day in MLB. How are you doing? Real good, Randy. Nice to be with you. Thanks for the nod to the Tewksbury book that just came out in uh, paperback this spring. And I loved it, and it's something, I don't know if you thought this as you were writing it, but it's something that people that aren't pro athletes can use this is uh, it's actually a book where you can take something out of it and apply it to your regular life yeah you know actually it's funny you mentioned that i did think of that while i was writing it and while i was researching and and you know working through things with bob and the whole mental skills approach to not just baseball but life and not only did i think of it while i was writing it but boy i've thought of it several times this summer as we're all cooped up in our houses and during this pandemic and you know just what everybody's going through and uh yeah i try the big thing i try to remember coming out of that book among the many things is uh uh you know that that having a positive attitude is a choice and i go back to you know, in the morning, sometimes, you know, you, you lose your car keys and you, you, you know, a couple of things go wrong. You burn your toast and it, it, we've all been there and, and, and we think, oh my God, it's just, it's going to be one of those days. And if you let yourself think that right, then about five more bad things happen. But if you realize that in the moment and you call a timeout, you say, wait a minute, <laughs> it doesn't have to be one of those days, even though I've lost the car keys and burnt the toast, I can still, you know, let's just reset here. Things like that, you know, coming out of the whole mental skills approach to baseball life are, are helpful. Scott, I think there's a lot of fan bases out there that are going to need that message. A positive attitude is a choice. <laughs> <laughs> they might be wanting their team to make a move today as the trade deadline approaches at 3 p.m. Central Time. But what's, in your opinion, the biggest move that you think might be made or the biggest name that we should pay attention to that is being discussed? Uh, great Great segue there, Michelle. And uh, you're right. You're right. Um, you know, I, I, pitching seems to, it's always about pitching. And, um, you know, and, and there's no Justin Verlander on the market this year. And, you know, obviously the guy that Houston acquired at the, in the August trade deadline in 2017 and, and, and helped Houston win that World Series. No, nobody to that level. But, uh, you know, there are a couple good ones on the market. I, I still think that Mike Clevenger is going to be on the move uh, with Cleveland. I just, what happened with him and Zach Plesac a couple weeks ago really seemed to, uh, 
change things with, with the way the Indians view them, uh, uh, view those two pitchers. Of course, Plesak still being at the, as we're calling it now, the alternate training site. They never did add him back to the team. Uh, Clevenger they did add back, but, uh, you know, Cleveland really needs some uh, – some offense that that their outfielders combined hit are hitting like 183 uh, worst in baseball, and they they've got a little bit of excess pitching. So I think Clevenger moves. I mean, you know, I, and I think it's going to be an interesting team. I mean, you know, one that doesn't always out go out there and get guys. I mean, I know Atlanta's interested, Toronto's interested, San Diego. I'd keep an eye on San Diego. I, they're they're going crazy out there with AJ Preller at the helm of the general manager. They've already. You know, acquired Trevor Rosenthal from Kansas City and Mitch Moreland from Boston, and uh, and um, you know that trade with Seattle yesterday to upgrade their catching with Austin Nola, um, Josh Hader in Milwaukee. That's another one that interests me. You know, you would think initially, why would the Brewers move him? But it's a crazy National League this year. The Brewers fifteen and eighteen, third in the Central, behind mm-hmm. the Cubs in St. Louis, of course, and. I mean, I look at the standings today. There's just four of the 15 National League teams are over 500. And there's really only one team out of it. The, the, the only team that isn't going to be in the playoffs for sure is the Pirates. So everybody should be looking. Scott, yep. I want to go back to the Padres for a moment because people are saying, well, why would they want to do that against the, when they're playing in a division with the Dodgers? But the Dodgers have shown in the last years, and we've seen here in St. Louis a couple of times, how they can be vulnerable come playoff time when nobody expects them to be able to be beat. No, that's you're exactly right, and and I think where the Padres are concerned, you know, they've 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 rebuilt for the last several years, and they, they're they're seeing some results now. I mean, you, you know, you guys have seen that. That's a fun team they have right now. Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, th- this kid could be if he stays healthy, a generational type of player. And you know, Hosmer's hitting again. Manny Machado's returned to being Manny Machado, and um, I, I think the Padres. What do they have? The second best record in uh, in the National League right now. And 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 to your point, you're right. Where they're concerned, you've got one of two choices, right? You could either say, you know what, the Dodgers are just a freaking machine, and and you know we're never going to catch them. Or, and this is, I think, in in a competitive situation, what you have to do, you have to look and say. You, all teams have to measure themselves against the best starting in their division and then the best in their league, right? I mean, you know, it, 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 it's like the Cubs for years before they won that 2016 World Series. They had to get past St. Louis. They, You know, if they were ever going to do anything as they're rebuilding, they had to measure themselves against St. Louis and close that gap before they did anything else. And, um, you know, I think that's why we saw in the early 2000s we saw Boston's rise when they finally broke through in 2004. Um, and, and remember, the American League East became such a juggernaut. You know, Baltimore was good back then in the late 90s. Toronto was pretty good. And, and all of that reason was the Yankees had built that one of the all-time teams, you know, when they went on their last, had their last dynasty. They won in 96, 98, 99, 2000. And what happens is when, like, going back there, the Yankees – they were the monster and they're the king of the hill that that's what everybody measured themselves against. And they're like, look, that we don't have a choice. We've got, if we're, if we want to win, that's who we got to get past. That's back to the Padres right now, what they're looking at with the Dodgers. 
It's got a name that we're familiar with here in St. Louis that is getting a lot of buzzes, Lance Lynn. Do you think he gets moved? And if so, where do you think he lands? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Padres have been involved in conversations with Texas. Uh, Padres are interested in Lance Lynn. I do think, by the way, the, what Clevenger, Lance Lynn, Padres are going to get a starting pitch. It seems crazy as much as they've already done, but I do think the Padres will get a starting pitcher today. Uh, Toronto has been very involved. Uh, Toronto, in a similar way to San Diego, they got those great young kids, you know, Don, uh, Bo Bichette and, and Kevin Biggio and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And, and the Jays have won like 11 of their last 14, and they're feeling it right now too. And they're they're uh, you know they've got a chance in that American League East. So I, I think Toronto, from what I understand, is in on Lance Lynn. The Padres are. Uh, you know, that, that guy, that he, to me, kind of epitomizes this trade deadline, by the way, because as I said, there, there's, there's no hall of famer on the market right now, like a Justin Verlander. Um, but you got to pitch to win and Lynn is, uh, such a workhorse, you know, I mean, he's, 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 he's having a good year. Um, he's got now it's uh, up to 32 consecutive starts in which he's thrown a hundred or more pitches. That is the most since Justin Verlander uh, back. He, he had a streak of like 80-some starts when he threw 100 or more pitches between 2010 and 2012. And, uh, I mean, that's no small thing in a game in which everybody's bullpen is getting taxed, especially this year. Um, you know, you get a Lance Lynn, he's going to come in. He almost He's going to throw 100 or more pitches. He's going to keep you in games. Um, you know, so I, I think – plus the other thing with Lance Lynn – uh, you know, and this makes him valuable to Texas, and the Rangers should get whatever they can for him if they deal him. His contract is very friendly. He's making ten million this year. Of course, it's all prorated, and then next year it drops to eight million. Next year is the last of a three-year deal, and and you know, if you get Lance Lynn, you know, eight million bucks next year for a guy who's going to give you a hundred plus pitches every night. That's pretty doggone good. Hey, Scott, before we let you go, we're witnessing something here in St. Louis uh, with Adam Wainwright that I I hope Cardinal fans are savoring because it's not very often that you get to see a throwback pitcher, and he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but he's been really, really good. But he's also going to spend his his entire career with one organization, and Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz and Verlander and Clemens and uh, all of those guys. They never spent their entire career with one team. It's hard for a pitcher to do that. What we're seeing here in St. Louis with Waino is pretty unusual, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. See, I'm glad you brought him up. I, I know the trade deadline dominates things today. But, um, yeah, his 39th birthday yesterday, throwing a shutout, uh, entire career with the Cardinals. Uh, and, he's, and, and he's represented the Cardinals with such class and dignity. And, you know, not to mention the winning tradition. Um, you know, I mean, I'll never forget. I know people in St. Louis won't either. I was in Shea Stadium, and yes, Shea, not City Field, <laughs> Shea Stadium, for that when he froze Carlos Beltran with the curveball to in 06, you know, game seven of the NLCS. I mean, I know that's going to be his signature moment forever. I mean, I still vividly remember covering that game and watching Beltran freeze. And, and you know, Wainwright, a young Wainwright then, uh, dominate, you know, throwing in relief, getting that moment done, and then growing into what he grew into with the Cardinals. And, I mean, it's just, it's been a storybook career. 
you know, you're right. I, I don't know that he's going to, you know, we probably won't see him in Cooperstown. Who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe we'll see him win the red jacket uh, down the road with St. Louis. But he, he's going to, the great thing with the Cardinals, with him staying in that one organization is, um, you know, when he's done, I mean, he's going to be around like all the great Cardinal alumni of the past uh, as a resource for young players that are coming in and and coaching and just talking to them. And I'm sure we'll see him around the stadium. We'll see him, you know, at spring training. And, and you know, the Cardinals have always done right. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, from you know, back when, you know, rest is solid red, Shane Deanst was around in spring training every year and guys like that. And, uh, um, you know, Wainwright has been, he's had a remarkable, remarkable run. And he's to that point in his career where to your, to your point, I hope, I, I trust every start he makes, St. Louis fans are t- are making sure to lock in on it and savor the starts and, you know, say, you know what, we could, uh, you know, we were going to watch a movie tonight, but hey, let's, we're making sure to watch Wainwright's pitching. We don't want to miss one of his starts because there's not that many left. Scott, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for taking some time with us. Enjoy the uh, the day today, trade deadline day, and the remaining 25 or so games of the season. <laughs> uh, you as well. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? All of a sudden you look up, There's only it seems like the season just started, and it did, and there's only 25 or so games left. Um, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have the games back. Randy and Michelle, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. That's uh, Scott Miller of Bleacher Report with us on 101 ESPN. By the way, Michelle, the top 24 starting pitchers right now in terms of war, active in Major League Baseball, only three of them have spent their careers with one team, Kershaw, Wayno, and Strasburg. Uh, And Strasburg, with his contract, will probably end up with the, the Nationals. Yeah, you never know. Uh, and Kershaw, it, that's touch and go. He could wind up pitching for the Rangers next year. So Adam Wainwright might be the only guy. But uh, of the the rest of the group, you've got Verlander, Greinke, Max Scherzer, Hamels, Felix Hernandez, Colon, John Lester, Chris Sale, David Price. All these guys have bounced around, and here's Wayno stick, sticking in St. Louis saying that I'm going to end my career as a St. Louis Cardinal. And what a career it's been. Yep. He was fantastic yesterday on his 39th birthday. We'll relive that a little bit more next on 101 ESPN.